0: Hello, listeners. On today's Long and Windy Road podcast, we have our special guest, Meredith Gerritsen. But before we dive into that interview, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge our current environmental issue of COVID-19. Please know that my hearts and my prayers are with each and every one of us. I am praying for those who are currently struggling with this virus. I'm praying for those who are heavy-hearted and who are concerned. I am praying for those whose family are far away from them at this current time. But please do not do life alone. If you need to talk to someone or you need help and assistance or you just need to vent or get things off your chest and express your concern or worries, please reach out to me on Instagram at fearless and Empowered or you can drop me an email, effie at com. Road, we have here Meredith. I'm gonna let her say her last name so I can just repeat it afterwards, guys. <laughs> Meredith Garrettson.
1: Well, there you have it, guys.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us at the Longer Wider Road podcast today. We're going to be talking a little bit more about her business, Havana, and I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of my posts relating to that, but I will let her tell you more about it. So tell us about yourself um, and your business,
1: Meredith. Sure. So I'll start with Hervana and then seg into me because it's one of those things you just do. Um, Hervana Coworking Collective. It is a coworking space, so it's a shared office space. But we particularly focus on supporting women entrepreneurs. Okay. And so we do that through our programming. Uh, We have a sitting short breakfast event called Mm -hmm. Her Chats at Hervana. And we treat that kind of like a mini workshop. Okay. We do regular lunch and learns throughout the month. We have a workshop under our need to know series we frequently have online either seminars or workshops we have an online community and then of course we have a physical space where women can come into to work on their business and work beside other women who are working on their business who are also in that same mindset in that Mm -hmm. same mind space where you know you can ask questions like what do I do about this Shopify problem that I'm having? And mm-hmm. likelihood is there's someone in the room who can answer it mm-hmm. for you? As opposed to like at home or at the coffee shop. You be know, a little out of luck there. Yeah. 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 That's out of place there. For yeah. Sure. People so, want to come and
0: grab their coffee and be on the way. Mm hmm. Okay.
1: And we also do something called Hervana Connects, which is our series of sort of more social gatherings. Mm-hmm. So it's allowing these same women to connect. But in a social atmosphere, not necessarily under the guise of just business skill building or professional or personal development, um, in the summertime, it looked like kayaking. Okay. Uh, in the fall, we had a really nice three-course dinner, long table dinner, and we all got dressed up and felt really great so and I showed was... up and had beautiful food mm-hmm. and had really rich conversation. So it's addressing some of those needs that go unmet when you're trying to just drive forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. And by the way, guys, the space that she's
0: describing is amazing, amazing. And we'll <laughs> tell you how to find it on later. Awesome. And I know you've already told us that, but just uh, what are the hardest part of running your own business? The challenges.
1: So, it's it's the double edged sword. Um, <laughs> so many of us get into running our own business, become a freelancer, become an entrepreneur because we want to call the shots. Mm-hmm. But we have to call all the shots. Yeah. Like we get to make all the decisions, but we also have to make mm-hmm. all the decisions. It's just you or it's just you and your partner, which mm-hmm. can be a good person to lean on, mm-hmm. or it could be a difficult way to come to a decision. Yeah. But ultimately, you, know, you are solely responsible for what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's sort of the hard part. So, the greatest part.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I think for someone like yourself, I I always you know I just pay attention because I'm still in early days of still with my business, and I think talking to other women who've been doing this and hearing their challenges sort of you know it just motivates me because it's like not every day is pretty, not every day you have the answer, and not every day everything goes according to mm-hmm. I have come. Not every day
1: or most days. No, most days. Exactly. So it's nice
0: to just know that you're not alone in that boat. And when people can be truly honest about that, to kind of just say, okay, you know what? Don't freak out
1: too much. Just take a breath and come back. You've got to seek out those people who can relate. Oh, yeah. And then either bounce those ideas. Yeah. Just sit there and people who will listen, people who can provide some in I this is how I handled it, mm-hmm. examples. It's so crucial. Yeah.
0: Tell us, were you working before Havana actually came about or like how did you just decide, it? how did you came, you know, come into this business and say, I want to open Havana? It's Like we'll push you
1: right through yes. that door. Yes, so I was director of business development okay. for an import and distribution company. Mm. We imported and sold solar panels and solar powered products. So there's no direct correlation. It wasn't like step one, step two, Havana. <laughs> um, but it was a wonderful sort of baptism by fire experience in building a business. Well, I didn't have an ownership stake in that business, but I got in on day one. Essentially, okay. long story short, I had worked for the man who owned this business previously. Mm-hmm. When he decided to open a new business, he called me up and said, I'm opening a new business. Do you want to do this with me? do it. And Incredible. so I was there from day one. We I hired every one of our hires. Mm-hmm. I fired
0: every <laughs> one of our fires. That must have been hard. I don't want to be in that position. It, had, I don't ever want to fire anybody.
1: It was my first fire and my first hire in that like uh, in that first year. Um, but I trained each and every one of our employees. Yeah. And when we were ready to expand, I created each and every new role, mm-hmm. created the training for each new role, Interviewed, hired those people, um, so I really got to see a business evolve mm-hmm. and grow. Yeah, and it was invaluable. Yeah, hugely valuable. Part of that is there's difficulties and real challenges in that mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have an ownership stake. I I was you know I was working under somebody and I did have to take direction and there were those normal. Issues that arise. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so there's that piece. And then also being second in command for a company I was often sent out to negotiate on behalf of. Mm. I had signing authority in that company. And so I started to see a lot more than I had in my past mm-hmm. some of the de- gendered issues mm-hmm. that would come with me going to sign on behalf of the company, me going to negotiate and make decisions on behalf of the company. Yeah. And, those slowly just layered on and I just carried them on my back over the years. As the company grew and evolved, we chose to move the company um, from Vancouver elsewhere and we, we moved it over to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so I went through that same process of hiring a team in Atlanta, wow. moving everybody over training that team in Atlanta we had more help at that time so it wasn't solely on my shoulders. But, yeah. You know, it was still a process of moving everything from Vancouver to Atlanta. Yeah. And then closing Vancouver. So wow. This team that I had Started first with. interviewed and yeah. then trained and then hi- and hired and trained yeah. and really spent so much time um, developing and I went through my own leadership um, evolution. I yeah, say, but about <laughs> to ask that next. Like, how was the leadership skill? Uh, well, wow. that was really, there was a steep, steep learning curve. I was terrible. Mm. Um, and then I got a lot better. Yeah. And so I was so invested in our team. We'd had some turnovers and things, but I was so invested in our team. This was over the course of about seven years. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved the team that I had. It turned out to be an all-female team just by chance, just the way it worked out. But we worked so well together, and I just adored every one of them. Yeah. So when we chose to move the company down to Atlanta, I had to close that office, and I had to terminate each and every one of those people. Their their jobs, not. Awesome. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so it was a very emotional time for me and um, I knew that it was coming and I had the offer to go to Atlanta as well if I wanted to and stay on board with the company and I didn't really want to do that and so I kind of just let that idea of ball kick around in my mind for a long time Mm -hmm. Um, and so coupled with that experience of having to let go of all the people that I invested for so long and worked so well together and had such a great relationship with, mm-hmm. um, I started thinking about, what did I want? Mm-hmm. Did I want to work for another for somebody else again? Did I just want to go get a job? Did I want to own my own piece of this pie? Yeah. And I really did. I felt like I'd spent a good seven years helping to build somebody else's dream, mm-hmm. and it was, it was my turn. Yeah. Um, I felt equipped. I felt like I had the experience to do it, and so I started thinking about what, what I could do, and I started looking at businesses to purchase, and I... Did some due diligence on a couple. I got kind of far on one, but nothing really pulled my interest. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at their balance sheet, if I was being honest with myself, nothing was interesting enough <laughs> for the money that it was going to pay. Well,
0: it's not always about the money. Sometimes, yeah.
1: Well, that was it. I kept thinking, I'm like, well, I will just find a business that pays the right amount of money, and yeah. then and then I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, but none of these businesses were paying the right amount of money for what I could afford to buy mm-hmm. in the business world. And if they weren't gonna pay the money, then i better be I I can't I, I don't know what the language Oh, there's no language. But I better, that's... I better be like invested yeah. and interested in <laughs> the the business. Like it better hold some piece of my heart and yeah. none of it did. So I sooner or later came across a media piece for the wing in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so that was my inspiration because then all of a sudden I read this and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. well, isn't this interesting? And all of those gendered issues that I'd faced all of a sudden came into focus. These pieces that I'd carried on my back for so long, I never really had the language to put a pin- finger on exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really pinpoint it either. And then in reading this, I realized, oh, this is a gender thing. And and then I learned all the language and and how to describe it. Um, I just couldn't figure out why things seemed to be more difficult for me. Yeah. Um, so it really hit home and all of a sudden my eyes were opened and and things just were sharper. Yeah. And so I needed that for me, I felt like I needed some to address some of my past issues and those things that I was carrying around. And so I looked around in Vancouver and realized we didn't have it here. Mm -hmm. And so I opened it essentially at first for me, Mm -hmm. but that was it. I said, there's nothing like this in Vancouver, Yeah, and then I just barreled forward Mm -hmm. to build it.
0: That's incredible though, and look, now we're sat here. We're here, here.
1: we're just shy of two years. Wow. It'll be two years in June, and it's currently the beginning of March, so. Are we gonna have have a party? You know it. (laughs)
0: Well, you heard it here, guys. There's a party. Everybody's invited. And everybody's invited. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is amazing. But I just want to know at the same time, like, what advice would you give to a woman, you know, like, who want to quit a job and say, I want to quit my job and go full time?
1: What advice would you give them? All of the advice that I ignored uh, when I was doing it. Which was I? I mean, I listened to podcasts. I read the magazines. I mm-hmm. read all kinds of articles that said, <laughs> "Know where you're going. Where you're going before you do it. Get started before you quit your last one." All great advice. Yeah. For me, I don't operate that way. Mm-hmm. I can't be full into two things. Mm-hmm. I very much am project based, and so I can do two things at once, but. I really can only focus 100% on one. Mm. So, when I decide to do something that I'm obsessed yeah. with it and yeah. it has worked well for me. Like there's a danger side to that, but it has worked really well for me. Okay. Um, and it's how I've organized my life. Um, so, you know, I could work at a job and sort of when I was leaving, I was really good at what I was doing. So, I could still do my job really well and perform highly in that capacity. Mm-hmm. While throwing myself fully into looking at what will be the next step, yeah, um, I did need a break in between the two. So for me, even though it was going against the advice that all the advice that was given, <laughs> I just quit. I did give five months' notice, okay, so that like one for them and a little bit for us, you know, for me to just m- figure out what that looks like and yeah. take some time for me. Yeah, and I had a really beautiful exit from that company had a really great relationship my boss actually sent me on a cruise with my husband when I left incredible yeah not everybody get a <laughs> cruise <laughs> it was I mean it's one of those things that I am I could say that I'm most proud of is mm-hmm. how I handled that exit yeah that I was able to do that honestly openly we both left feeling that we had completed mm-hmm. what we needed to do and yes I got sent off on this beautiful with this beautiful gift yeah. of a cruise um, and then I took some space. I really needed some space for myself. That's so, important. So, you know, my advice is the same as everything that I saw, but I, I did ignore is, you know, have an idea of where you want to go or have an mm-hmm. idea of what you want. I mean, I knew I wanted – I it was I, one of two things. I either needed to be making a ton of money mm-hmm. or I needed to really care mm-hmm. about what I was doing. Yeah. And if those two could – if I could achieve both, I mean, fantastic, but it needed Incredible. to be yeah. one of the two. I wasn't yeah. going to leave – for nothing I mean yeah. I had a good gig so yeah. and I was good at it yeah so um do what's right for you if you can plan as much as you can before you go or have a, as clear as a picture of what you can do before you go but there's no wrong answer there's no yeah. wrong way to do it I absolutely because
0: everybody's different things work yeah. out yeah everybody's different and from you you know hearing that from you and i a lot of people have asked me this at the same time, why do you still work and you love your business and I want to do my business and just coach and write all day and mm-hmm. you know, publish more book and do more speaking events, but why I still work for someone else? It's because honestly I still enjoy that part of my brain that, you know, is still a scientist and still a coder because I never thought I could even code because as a black girl nobody talks about coding <laughs> in Africa or anywhere in that matter in my household. You know? So it's nice to see that part of myself and mm-hmm. and maintain it and nurture it. And I feel like, like you said, if you're still caring about it, then you still there's still love there, mm-hmm. and there's still love there for me to still care about it. And eventually, the goal is to go into the business full time. But everybody's different, and you know your time is yeah. yeah. when money arrives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. But on that sun side of you doing this with Havana, taking it from you know strength to strength, where do you, what do you do to relax? What do you do for mm-hmm. self care? What's the, what's the fun thing that you enjoy?
1: Uh... Well, you know, I I'm married. I have a husband and I have two dogs. Mm-hmm. And I balance. So I'm it, I'm truly I'm an introvert. I okay. really do <laughs> enjoy time alone. I really enjoy quality time with people Ooh. I I know at a bit of a deeper level. Okay. I'm not great at like networking type events where I can perform like I can go. I can get into a room and introduce myself and say hi to everybody in the room and not not feel too uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm not that type of introvert, but I do find that it's very draining. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy spending really good quality time with a few people. Yeah, or spending time alone or at home with like my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good. That's yeah. your love language, as Gary Chapman would say, quality time with your people.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. You can't be. In two weeks yeah. at once, you can't overdo yourself. You know, overdo things, and you can't pretend that you want to go for brunch when truly you want to be in yeah. your pajamas or robe.
1: Finding that balance is is big, and <laughs> I I live on the North Shore, so I live very close to some of our beautiful forests, <laughs> and I spend a lot of time in there. Um, and then I have other like random hobbies, but a lot of them are kind of like solitary activities so that I can just reset and regroup, <laughs> and then. with people amazing. And, and throw myself into work mm-hmm. I mean like I said I love a good project so <laughs> you know those will come and go like I'm always constantly thinking about like oh maybe I'm going to build shelves in this part of our condo yeah or maybe I'm going to refinish and paint something yeah. you know like some project-based stuff <laughs> uh, <you> yeah <laughs> no but it's incredible honestly I think when I look back
0: at how our path crossed it's amazing just before I even met you, I was already thinking of scheduling the time to come and view the space, and then faith would have it that people that I would meet through a networking event would end up knowing you and suggesting you and then saying, "Oh let's have our event there for the one we had last year uh-huh. uh, being bravely in October, which was again a very truly great experience for me as a as a newcomer to Vancouver so and here we are sitting and doing more projects together in the uh-huh. future, which I'm so excited about but uh. But well, what would be the, the the closing thing before we go is what can we find you? What can our listener find your business? Where can we find you?
1: Yeah. So the website is www.HervanaVancouver.com. And then on Instagram and Facebook, uh, it's at Hervana Vancouver. Awesome.
0: Guys, you heard it from her. Go and check it out. And if you don't believe me when I say the space is incredible. Well, come and check it out for yourself. You can book a tour. It is free so don't worry you don't have to pay for it come and book a tour check it out and see for yourself I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to the second year anniversary party you know, hopefully at that point COVID is done, and we can all rejoice and celebrate you. Yes, and uh, get together again. Yes, because and- we need we need people contact. We need our connections in real life, and not just virtually. But thank you so much, Meredith, for allowing me to interview you and use your space for such interview. And uh, this is the episode of Meredith
1: Garrettson. Garrettson. <laughs>
0: See, I'm still letting her say her last name, guys. But thank you so much for listening. This is the Long and Windy Road Podcast, and we're so grateful that you guys could tune in with us today. Thank you all for listening. Meredith, thank you so much for your time and for providing your beautiful Havana space for our podcast interview today. Guys, please go and show her some love and support at Havana Vancouver on Instagram. Until next time, have a wonderful day.